果不去便利世界，我们就不知道什么是我们精神和情感的寄托。但我们一旦便利了世界，却发现我们再也无法回到那美好的地方去了。当我们开始寻求，我们就已经失去；而我们不开始寻求，我们根本无法知道自己身边的一切是如此可贵。这段话出自法国作家。安托万·德胜·埃克苏佩里的经典之作《小王子》，我是轻松调频主持人小斐，和轻松调频一起在阅读中感受生活之美。Easy FM, we are the difference。听，鸟儿的欢鸣，溪水的婉转。听，爱与恨，悲与喜，苦与乐，得与失。跳跃的文字，灵动的声音。You're listening to Author Read。欢迎您来到轻松调频美文阅读 ，Motor Read。我是沈听，让我们在这里一起听美文，学英语。今天我们将会听到哥伦比亚著名作家马尔克斯的一句话，中国唐代诗人李白的一首诗歌《独坐敬亭山》。最后，让我们来听英国哲学家。罗素所写的一篇文章《Work》，More to read， 用文字抒发感情，用文字诉说故事，用文字穿越古今。Daily quote。He was still too young to know that the heart's memory eliminates the bad and magnifies the good. And that, thanks to this artifice, we manage to endure the burden of the past. Gabriel Garcia Marquez. 当时他还太年轻，不知道人的内心会删除糟糕的记忆，放大美好的记忆。也正是因为这个功能，我们才能背负着过去的负担前行。加布里埃尔·加西亚·马尔克斯。加布里埃尔·加西亚·马尔克斯 ，1927 年3月6日出生于哥伦比亚，毕业于波哥大大学，是哥伦比亚著名的作家、记者和社会活动家，拉丁美洲魔幻现实主义文学的代表人物。马尔克斯是20世纪最有影响力的作家之一 ，1982 年诺贝尔文学奖得主，其小说在表现手法上是魔幻现实主义的，即将真实隐去，用魔幻的。离奇的现实生活中不存在的事物和现象，反映、体现、暗示现实生活。其代表作有《百年孤独》《霍乱时期的爱情》。马尔克斯于1999年得淋巴癌，此后文学产量剧减。2006年1月宣布封笔。2014年4月17日，在墨西哥城因病去世，享年87岁。He was still too young to know that the heart's memory eliminates the bad and magnifies the good, and that thanks to this artifice, we managed to endure the burden of the past. Gabriel Garcia Marquez. 当时他还太年轻，
，不知道人的内心会删除糟糕的记忆，放大美好的记忆。也正是因为这个功能，我们才能背负着过去的负担前行。加布里埃尔·加西亚·马尔克斯。敬亭山，李白。众鸟高飞尽，孤云独去闲。相看两不厌，只有敬亭山。Sitting alone. In face of peak Jingting, Li Bai. All birds have flown away, so high. Lonely cloud drifts on, so free. Gazing on Mount Jingting, nor I am tired of him, nor he of me. Sitting alone in face of peak Jingting, 出自中国唐代著名诗人李白。英文版本由 Mark Griffiths 为您朗读，由许渊冲翻译。李白出生于公元七百零一年，公元七百六十二年去世，字太白，号青莲居士，又号谪仙人，是唐代伟大的浪漫主义诗人。被后人誉为诗仙，与杜甫并称为李杜。我们今天读到的这首《独坐敬亭山》，作于唐玄宗天宝三载，即公元744年，李白正图失意后浪迹江湖中的某一年。自从十年前放还出翰林，李白长期漂泊，长期的漂泊生活使李白饱尝了人间的辛酸滋味，也看透了世态炎凉。从而加深了对现实的不满，增添了孤寂之感。然而，傲岸倔强的性格仍一如既往，因怀才不遇，一直抑郁不平，身心的疲惫需要得到慰藉。在这期间，李白写了大量的借游仙饮酒的方式排遣苦闷的诗，也写了许多寄情山水、倾诉内心情感的诗篇，而《独坐敬亭山》即是其中之一。这首诗前两句“众鸟高飞尽，孤云独去闲”，看似写眼前之景，其实把伤心之感写尽了。天上几只鸟儿高飞远去，直至无影无踪。辽阔的长空，还有一片白云，却也不愿停留，慢慢的越飘越远，似乎世间万物都在厌弃诗人。尽“闲”两个字。把读者引入一个静的境界
仿佛是在一群山鸟的喧闹声消除之后，格外感到清静。在翻滚的厚云消失之后，感到特别的清幽平静。而闲主要是为了表达闲适的感情，是以孤云的闲适衬托作者心境的闲适。这两个词对读有意境上的烘托作用，主要是为了写作者此刻独坐但情意悠然，很符合李白本人的仙道思想。独坐敬亭山，李白。众鸟高飞尽，孤云独去闲。相看两不厌，只有敬亭山。Sitting alone. In face of peak Jingting, Li Bai. All birds have flown away, so high. Lonely cloud drifts on, so free. Gazing on Mount Jingting, nor I am tired of him, nor he of me. Beauty of words. 罗素，全名伯特兰·阿瑟·威廉·罗素，于1872年出生于英国蒙茅斯郡特雷勒克 ，1970 年去世。他毕业于剑桥大学的三一学院，是英国著名的哲学家、数学家和逻辑学家。也是分析哲学的主要创始人，世界和平运动的倡导者和组织者。那么，在今天的节目中，我们就一起来读一篇由罗素所写的文章《Work》，论工作。中文版本由轻松调频的主持人阿丽为您朗读。Work。By Bertrand Russell. 论工作，伯特兰·罗素。Whether work should be placed among the causes of happiness or among the causes of unhappiness may perhaps be regarded as a doubtful question. There is certainly much work which is exceedingly troublesome, and an excess of work is always very painful. I think, however, that provided work is not excessive in amount. Even the dullest work is to most people less painful than idleness. There are in work all grades, from mere relief of tediousness up to the profoundest delights, according to the nature of the work and the abilities of the worker. Most of the work that most people have to do is not in itself interesting, but even such work has certain great advantages. 工作应当列为快乐的原因。亦或不快乐的原因，也许尚属疑问。的确
，有许多工作是极烦人的，而过度的工作又是很痛苦的。然而，我认为，只要不过度，即使是最单调的工作，对大多数人来说，也比无所事事容易忍受。工作有各种等级，从单纯解闷，直到最深切的快慰，要视工作的性质和工作者的能力而定。多数人所做的多数工作，其本身是乏味的，但即使是这类工作，也有相当大的益处。To begin with, it fills a good many hours of the day without the need of deciding what one shall do. Most people, when they are left free to fill their own time according to their own choice, are at a loss to think of anything sufficiently pleasant to be worth doing. And whatever they decide on, they are troubled by the feeling that something else would have been pleasanter. To be able to fill leisure intelligently is the last product of civilization, and at present, very few people have reached this level. 首先，他们可以消磨一天中的许多时间，而无需你决定做什么。多数人一旦能按照自己的选择去消磨他们的闲暇时，总是难以想出什么愉快的事情值得一做，无论他们决定做的是什么，他们总觉得还有一些更愉快的事情不曾去做。这个想法使他们十分懊恼。能够明智的安排闲暇是文明的最后产物，目前还很少有人达到这种水平。Moreover, the exercise of choice is in itself tiresome. Except to people with unusual initiative, it is positively agreeable to be told what to do at each hour of the day, provided the orders are not too unpleasant. Most of the idle rich suffer unspeakable boredom as the price of their freedom from drudgery. At times, they may find relief by hunting big game in Africa, or by flying round the world, but the number of such sensations is limited. Especially after youth is past. Accordingly, the more intelligent rich men work nearly as hard as if they were poor, while the rich women, for the most part, keep themselves busy with innumerable trifles of whose earth-shaking importance they are firmly persuaded. 另外，选择本身便是令人厌烦的。除了主动性特强的人以外。人们总是乐于由别人告诉每小时应做之事，只要所要求的事情不是太不愉快就行。多数闲散的富人都在忍受着难以言喻的苦闷，仿佛在为免于苦役而付出代价。有时他们去非洲狩猎或周游世界，聊以排遣，但这类轰轰烈烈的事情是有限的，尤其在青春逝去之后。因此。比较明智的富人都尽量工作，好像他们是穷人一样；而有钱的女人大多忙着无数的琐碎之事，自信那些事情有着震撼世界的重要性。Work therefore is desirable first and foremost as a preventive of boredom, for the boredom that a man feels when he is doing necessary though uninteresting work. Is as nothing in comparison with the boredom that he feels when he has nothing to do with his days. With this advantage of work, another is associated, 
namely that it makes holidays much more delicious when they come. Provided a man does not have to work so hard as to weaken his vigor, he is likely to find far more zest in his free time than an idle man could possibly find. 人们所以渴望工作，主要是因为它可免除烦闷。一个人做着虽然乏味但是必要的工作时，也会感到烦闷，但绝不能和那种百无聊赖的烦闷相比。与工作的这种好处相关的。还有另外一种好处，就是使得假日格外美妙。一个人只要没有过分辛苦的工作来消耗他的精力，定会对于自由的时间较之一个闲散的人有更加浓厚的兴致。The second advantage of most paid work and of some unpaid work is that it gives chances of success and opportunities for ambition. In most work, success is measured by income, and while our capitalistic society continues, this is inevitable. It is only where the best work is concerned that this measure ceases to be the natural one to apply. The desire that men feel to increase their income is quite as much a desire for success as for the extra comforts that a higher income can obtain. 在多数有报酬的工作和某些无报酬的工作中，第二种好处是它给人以成功和发展雄心的机会。在多数工作中，成功是以收入来衡量的。只要资本主义社会继续存在，这是无法避免的。唯有遇到极卓越的工作，这个尺度才失去效用。人们渴望增加收入。这既是渴望成功，也是渴望更高的收入能带来更多的舒适。However dull work may be, it becomes bearable if it is a means of building up reputation, whether in the world at large or only in one's own circle. Continuity of purpose is one of the most essential ingredients of happiness in the long run, and for most men, this comes chiefly through their work. In this respect, those women whose lives are occupied with housework are much less fortunate than men, or than women who work outside the home. 无论怎样乏味的工作，只要能借以博得名声，无论是广大社会里的名声，亦或自己小圈子里的名声，那工作就忍受得了。目的持续终究是快乐的最重要的因素之一。对大多数人来说。这主要是靠工作来实现的。在这方面，那些以家务消磨生活的女人，较之男人或户外工作的女人，要不幸得多。The domesticated wife does not receive wages, has no means of bettering herself, is taken for granted by her husband, who sees practically nothing of what she does, and is valued by him not for her housework. But for quite other qualities, of course, this does not apply to those women who are sufficiently well-to-do to make beautiful houses and beautiful gardens and become the envy of their neighbors. But such women are comparatively few, and for the great majority, housework cannot bring as much satisfaction as work of other kinds brings to men and to professional women. 管家的妻子没有工资。无法改善她的状况，丈夫认为她的操劳是理所当然的
，实际上认为他什么也没做。他重视他，并非由于他的家务劳动，而是由于他的别的优点。当然，那些相当富有、能把屋舍庭院布置得很美，让邻居羡慕的女人，是不在此列的。但这类女人比较少见，而且绝大多数家务所带来的满足。都远不及他种工作给男人或职业女人所带来的满足。The satisfaction of killing time and of affording some outlet, however modest, for ambition, belongs to most work, and is sufficient to make even a man whose work is dull happier on the average than a man who has no work at all. But when work is interesting, it is capable of giving satisfaction of a far higher order. Than mere relief from tediousness. 多数工作都会使人得到两种满足：一是消磨时光，二是给报复以一定的出路。而这就足以使一个即使工作乏味的人，也比一个无工作的人快乐得多。但是，当工作有趣时，它给人的满足将远远优于单纯的消遣。凡属有趣的工作，可依次进行排列。我将从趣味较为平淡的工作开始，一直讲到值得耗费一个伟人全部精力的工作。The chief element which makes work interesting is the exercise of skill. Every man who has acquired some unusual skill enjoys exercising it until it has become a matter of course, or until he can no longer improve himself. This motive to activity begins in early childhood. A boy who can stand on his head becomes reluctant to stand on his feet. A great deal of work gives the same pleasure that is to be derived from games of skill. The work of a lawyer or a politician must contain, in a more delightful form, a great deal of the same pleasure that is to be derived from playing bridge. Here, of course, there is not only the exercise of skill, but the conquering of a skilled opponent. 使工作有趣的首要因素是技能的运用。凡拥有某种特殊技能的人，总乐于施展出来，直到那技能不足为奇，或不能再完善时为止。这种行为的动机始于童年。一个能倒立的男孩子，总是不满足于正常的站立姿势。许多工作所带来的欢乐，都与那种源于游戏技能的欢乐完全相同。律师和政治家的工作含有大量美妙的乐趣，这与打桥牌时的乐趣毫无二致。当然，这里不仅有运用技巧的乐趣，也有与高明的对手勾心斗角的乐趣。Even where this competitive element is absent. However, the performance of rare skills is agreeable. A man who can do stunts in an aeroplane finds the pleasure so great that, for the sake of it, he is willing to risk his life. I imagine that an able surgeon, in spite of the painful circumstances in which his work is done, derives satisfaction from the wonderful precision of his operations. 但是，即使在没有这种竞争因素的场合。一件需要高超技巧的工作也能带来欢乐。一个能做特技飞行的人感到其乐无穷，以致为之甘冒生命危险
。我想，一个能干的外科医生，虽然要在痛苦的环境中工作，但他依然能从准确实施手术中得到满足。The same kind of pleasure, though in a less intense form, is to be derived from a great deal of work of a humbler kind. All skilled work can be pleasurable. Provided the skill required is either variable or capable of indefinite improvement, if these conditions are absent, it will cease to be interesting when a man has acquired his maximum skill. A man who runs three-mile races will cease to find pleasure in this occupation when he passes the age at which he can beat his own previous record. Fortunately, there is a very considerable amount of work in which new circumstances call for new skill, and a man can go on improving at any rate until he has reached middle age. 同样的乐趣也可在大量较为粗陋的工作中获得，只是强烈度差些而已。一切需要技巧的工作都能给人带来欢乐，只要那技巧要求变化。或能精益求精。如果缺少这些条件，那么一个人的本领达到最高点时，他所引起的兴趣也就消失了。一个长跑运动员一旦过了能打破自己所创纪录的年龄，就不再感到长跑之乐，幸而在无数的工作中，新的情况需要新的技巧，使一个人能不断的进步，至少。In some kinds of skilled work, such as politics, for example, it seems that men are at their best between sixty and seventy. The reason being that in such occupations, a wide experience of other men is essential. For this reason, successful politicians are apt to be happier at the age of seventy than any other men of equal age. Their only competitors in this respect. Are the men who are the heads of big businesses? In some skilled work, such as politics, people must be between 60 to 70 years old to achieve the maximum productivity. Because in this industry, broad daylight is unnecessary. Therefore, a successful politician at 70 is happier than 只有大企业的巨头，才能与之相比。感谢您收听今天的美文阅读节目，您也可以通过云听 App 在线实时收听美文阅读以及轻松调频的其他节目。今天的节目就到这儿，我是沈听，我们明天见。And where the world's largest Buddhist art gallery still fascinates and amazes people today, a place where stories of life and death, love and hatred, passion and desire, faith and sacrifice have been generated and told for two thousand years. Buckle up for our new podcast, Why We Love Dunhuang. 
the one and only podcast that can take you to the fantasy world of Dunhuang and beyond through our audio tour. Listen and subscribe for free on major podcast platforms. Why we love Dunhuang? You will have your answers.